All right, Mickey, I think you're on. Can you hear me? Mickey, can you hear me? Are you ready? In five, four. Welcome to Sports Bets Fun, the show where we talk sports, make a few bets, and have a, a ton of fun while doing it. <laughs> Slow your speech a little there, Mickey. I'm your host, Jokin Mickey Sanrino. I'm here with my co-host, the coach, Reggie. Rich, how are you? I'm living the dream, Mickey, living the dream. How are you doing? Oh, every day is another day in paradise, my friend. <laughs> we're back this week. We got a lot of good stuff. Uh, today's show, we're probably talking hockey. Reg, tell the tell the tell the, the loyal listeners what's on tap. You mean loyal listener? <laughs> Mom, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, hi. Good to hear you. <laughs> No, we're, we're talking hockey. We got hockey headlines. Uh, we'll go through some different headlines we saw kind of around the, the sport. And then uh, we'll jump into the NHL. They shed a little light on their return to play a little bit. So we'll talk about what the 2021 season might look like. Potential turmoil in Chicago. That's what it says here on my paper. Mickey, this must be something you're going to be diving into because uh, I know you're a lot of drama. On a lot of drama. We, we have some, we, you know what? You subscribe to us for our hot takes. We're going to give some hot takes. I like it. And last week we broke down the Washington Capitals. This week we'll be breaking down the Chicago Blackhawks, looking at them a little bit deeper, doing a deep dive on uh, on how that uh, how that franchise looks going into the season. So, uh, But let's kick it off. We're going to just start with some hockey headlines, give you a little kind of quick whirl around the news of, of hockey. So first up here, Mickey, I don't know if you saw this, but New Hampshire shut down all our hockey rinks for two weeks because of COVID outbreaks. Uh, that was announced, I think, yesterday, and they're going to reopen October 29th. Uh, this is from the New Hampshire Union Leader, big paper up there. Over the past two months, states identified 158 cases, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, they're going to shut it down for two weeks. So what I did hear, Mickey, was a lot of teams from other states because of New Hampshire being the live free and die state, being being wide open compared to the others. A lot of teams from other neighboring states were traveling into New Hampshire, scheduling practices, playing games, playing tournaments. So all that travel, a lot of, sounds like a lot of different teams coming in, unfortunate news, but that's that's what's going on in New Hampshire. Uh, the next the next headline we have Canadian hockey team busted sneaking Americans into Canada. Busted. This is when I first when I first heard about this, and this comes from uh, the JuniorHockeyNews.com. When I first heard this, I, I I had to chuckle because when was the last time Canada had to sneak Americans in to play hockey? Isn't it, shouldn't it be the other way around? I mean, you're a Canadian uh, you team. Know, generally speaking, I feel like the Americans are the ones on the short end of the stick here. But you know what? I, what would what would Grape say about this? He'd be a little uh, disappointed you know, that uh, they couldn't uh, they yeah. couldn't find good Canadian boys to let's, fill out their roster. Let's face facts. If if Grapes had to deal with a bunch of Americans coming to fill Canadian rosters, you'd want to shut down the border too. <laughs> let's, let's, let's let's face facts. Like Canadians not want Americans playing on their teams. They're going to shut down the border. Then maybe they'll make up a COVID. Maybe they'll make up a COVID thing just to keep the Americans. No, who's got the tin oil fat? Uh, uh, tin foil hat on now. Yeah, but anyways, this hat. Uh, Mickey is wearing the tin foil hat tonight. Reg, Reg is giving me shit about Americans sneaking into Canada to play hockey, and, sure. and, and that's my turn to wear the hat. 
So this is this is from the article on the juniorhockeynews.com. Multiple sources are now reporting that American-born players have been caught illegally playing and residing in Canada. Those of you who don't know, I guess all the all the travel or all non-essential travel has been uh, been put on hold. Uh, quote: Players in two leagues in Western Canada were crossing the Canada, saying they were going to Alaska, but never continued to Alaska. This is illegal, not just improper, and it's subject to serious fines for everyone involved. Sources are reporting at least three teams had players crossing the Canada saying they were going to Alaska on holiday, travel, traveling without their hockey equipment in case they were stopped and searched, and that way and then they would end up buying them new equipment. So interesting. My gut tells me one of the other teams in the league ratted them out, knowing that it's not too difficult to figure out uh, if you did a little bit of research, you know, which players are – are Americans on that, especially this day and age with the internet. So interesting take, uh, just weird times. I think it speaks, you know, the people want to want to get their hockey in. So I'm, I don't blame them, but uh, you can't can't break the law. So, well, you know, I think I'd be a little smarter. What Americans are going to Canada to uh, going to Alaska, America, Alaska is America. I, I so what what our, our viewer, our listeners at home don't realize is I was actually a pretty good geography <laughs> person back in the day. But, but, you know, that aside, you know, let's be honest, you're an American, you're going to Canada to play hockey. Like, like, let's not be dumb here. Like, who in the F is going to Alaska in October of 2020? Like ah, I've heard people, 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 people don't go north. Look, the gold rush happened a couple hundred years ago. Nope. That's probably the last. Go, go uh, old, the rush. Yeah, you know, we got a little Johnny Horton action going here. And, oh, uh, big fan, big fan, big fan. You know, I, I was more of a fan of his Battle of 1812 stuff, but you know, we don't want to slice hairs. Long story short, you're Justin Trudeau. You you uh, <laughs> you're trying to figure out who. Who these Americans are? They're infiltrating your hockey circles. You know, the first, the first thing you got, the first thing we said. No politics on the show, Mickey. No politics. Don't be bringing the the prime minister into this. Look, we're talking Canada. We're talking hockey. We don't want these these ratty Americans infiltrating their their hockey circles. Long story short, you know, if you're Canada and you're trying to figure out what Americans are trying to steal our country's game. The first, the first place you're going to look is who is traveling to Alaska. It, it, are all these CHL players all of a sudden wanting to go visit Alaska in October? Like, who wants to do that? I don't know, Reg. You're the you're the news guy here. You you tell me how. What should I think about this? You know what? You shouldn't think too much of it, other than just the fact that it's a sign of time. So, but in, let's shift in, in gears. Fairness, let's, in fairness, Mick doesn't give a shit. So, Red, <laughs> tell me what's going Let's let's shift gears. There's some good news out there. Some feel good news before we get into NHL rumors uh, on trades and things for next season. But some some feel good news. This was announced uh, uh, pretty recently. National Predators were awarded uh, the league funds to to grow girls hockey and learn to skate program. So this is on NHL.com. Uh, the Predators received uh, over half a million dollars that will go directly towards growing girls hockey in the Middle Tennessee area as long, and along with learning to skate programs. Uh, it's going to happen over the investment will happen over the next two years. And they're projecting uh, about 22, or excuse me, projecting about 2,500 people are going to be exposed to the game of hockey as a result of this funding. And uh, this announcement comes leading into USA Hockey's uh, Girls Hockey Weekend, which is this weekend, October 17th and 18th or the weekend of October 17th and 18th. So uh, some feel-good stuff there. I have a daughter that plays hockey, so I always love seeing this stuff. But uh, just good all-around news. So 
On that note, let's jump into the NHL uh, rumors and trades. And well, I guess we're looking at what's going on next season, aren't we? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm doing the show here myself. Uh, NHL rumors on next season. You know, there's been a lot of buzz last week. Mickey talked about his uh, deep thinking on what the NHL should do for their 82 game season, 50, 60 game season. But oh, there's hey, been you, know what, you, know, you know what, Reg, I don't mean to interrupt, but clearly Gary Bettman listened to our podcast as he should and said, you know what? Reg, Mickey, smart guys, good-looking guys. They clearly know a thing or two. But got a face for radio. Let's do the exact opposite of what these two upstanding gentlemen want to do. Mm-hmm. The rumor is the NHL wants to actually push back the start of the season later. I'm going to let my, my co-host Reg talk about what Gary wants to do while also <laughs> Gary highlighting – yeah, we just get Reg and Mick have opinions, and our opinions are pretty pretty strong. But uh, long story short, Gary listens to the pod. Not a big fan of not a big fan. I'm of, gonna do that. Oh, every time you say long story short. Yeah, yeah. Not a big fan of the dynamic duo here of Reg and Mick, and and he's got his own thoughts. So Reg, you know what? Let's talk about. Talk about what our boy Gary's, what our boy Gary wants wants to happen here. Well, this came out actually uh, from the Golden Knights owner Bill Foley, not the Golden Showers and not Mick Foley, but the Golden Knights and Bill Foley. So, so no, no, Mister Sacco, no, uh, no, Amendable Claw, just straight up uh, actual sound business practices. <laughs> I guess so. So. Quote, a lot of possibilities are flying around the NHL. I totally missed your reference on the Mandible Claw, but that was a good poll. Cactus yeah, Jack, yeah. gotcha. It took you a few seconds, yeah. <laughs> Foley, Bill Foley. Yeah, Same yeah. Last right. name. They're probably cousins. So this is quote out of uh, KSHP Radio Las Vegas in a Wednesday interview. Quote, a lot of possibilities are flying around as the NHL attempts to pull off the 2020-21 season. Uh, the Golden Knights owner, Bill Foley, hinted at some fascinating options during Wednesday's interview with blah, 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 blah. Foley mentioned the possibility of the NHL going with an all-Canadian division. We've heard that uh, over the last week or so. Those are uh, as, well, as well as a uh, – how are they going to sneak their American players in now? They're all going to Alaska. Shockingly, Austin Matthews Matthews wants to go visit Alaska on his way (laughs) through Toronto. Who would have thought? But here's here's the buzz. They're talking about a possible February one start date, and apparently this is uh, um, according to NBC. Saw this on NBCSports.com. I think you know they have the Summer Olympics that are actually happening in the winter. I guess not twenty twenty one. But there's some reason they they're, they're, they want to avoid the Olympics in some way, shape, or form. And uh, so starting early February, avoiding conflicting with the Summer Olympics. And this was the quote, if we play 56 games in four months, that's a lot of games, Foley said. In theory, we're going to play four games a week to get this season done, maybe even more, five games a week. So, Mickey, you had heard something about how my uh, about people in the stands. What what what, uh, what yeah. was that that you heard? Well, you know, you, you hear through some some things that are leaked, just like uh, Bill Foley's talking about. Some of the runners, I leaked this too. The NHL. Uh, 
apparently doesn't want to restart the season until they have fans. So we're not we're we're talking a late February, maybe an early March start, similar to what we've had in lockout years, forty eight game season and fifty some odd game season. Get some fans in the stands, maximize revenues as much as you can for a shortened season, and then we go back to uh, you know, you fast forward to twenty twenty one, we're talking about uh, October start. We kind of get back on that schedule. You listened to the pod last week. The the fellas, you know, Mick and I talked about. <laughs> You're um, Mick. I'm Reggie. Oh, my bad. I, my bad. We talked about. Um, look, the, Mick's had a little bit too much old friend tonight. You're referring to yourself in the third person now? Yeah. Well, you might not have contributed to that conversation. I don't remember. Long story short, the, the fellas talked about return to play and how we can get back on the 2020-2021 schedule as soon as possible. Uh, we talked about a shortened season, TV only, all the fun stuff. Uh, you know, the NHL seems to – yeah, the down that, ratings that we saw recently this year, the NHL thinks getting fans back in the stands might be the best way to do that. And the best way to accomplish this could be the exact opposite of what we talked about which is start the season in late February, early March, go through June, July, uh, have fans in the stands, get back to a regular season starting in October 21 for the 21-22 season. I don't have any issues with that. But at the end of the day, the NHL needs to uh, maximize their revenue. They think they can do that with fans in the stands. The pod, your favorite pod, thinks they can do that by playing a lot of made-for-TV games. It's it's going to be a, a crazy couple of years, not just for the NHL, who we're talking about now, but for every every sport that's got to deal with this. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. And, you know, look, I'm, I'm sure there's a, a bunch of different ideas of going through vetting stuff. And, and what do you do with different states? you got places like California that are more strict. And we're just going to have to wait and see this all, all come about. So I, I don't want to dive any more into it. Let's start talking. You want to talk Chicago Blackhawks, Mickey, original six, they they screwed their name up. And they didn't realize that. I don't know if you guys know this history of history of hockey. I think uh, there's a great book um, by Down Goes Brown or something like that. But they talked about how they they misspelled the name Blackhawks in their like formal paperwork with the NHL, and then it was like for, after like 50 years they discovered it and corrected it. So great franchise, but uh, Mickey, yeah, I know they're near and dear to you. So. Our listeners don't give a shit about how they spell Blackhawks, but uh, let's, let's face facts. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, the big news, if you're a Blackhawks fan, you listen to the pod, which equals zero people. But we're catering to you. Long story short, the Blackhawks, big news coming out of Chicago. Stan Bowman, Rocky Wordsland, Jonathan Taves, pissed, blindsided. The Blackhawks seemingly moving to a complete rebuild. They trade Brandon Saad to Colorado for Nikolai Zadorov, a third-pairing defenseman. They don't sign Corey Crawford. This is a team that's making moves in 2020 that basically say, F you, Jonathan Taze, F you, Patrick Kane. Oh, sorry. That's why we're saying F. Sorry. Screw you. Is that better? Like if you're hypothetically speaking, Mick or Reg, if, if, if Reggie Seven's kids are listening to this, would they be would they be better served by saying "screw you" or "f you"? <laughs> Look, I know no one's listening, so no one gives a shit. 
But all you got to do is say something. Hi, like, hypothetically, hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically, just say screw, man. That's a lot more. Uh, all right, we're good. We're good. Okay. Well, that's what we wanted. We, we, we didn't want to, we didn't want to alienate our one listener to make them think that they're alone, but Hey, our one listener. Thank you. Thank you, mom. You're alone. Here we are. Anyways, long story short, the Blackhawks, they totally screw over Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane. They're going for a complete rebuild. Apparently, it caught Jonathan Taze by surprise. He shared an anecdote with Mark Lazarus in The Athletic in a, in a, a paywall article, which neither one of the two of us on the pod subscribes to, so we're making this up as we go. Long story short, Jonathan Taze blindsided by the moves the Blackhawks made. They don't resign Corey Crawford. They end up signing uh, Malcolm Subban and uh, Colin Delia. They they got some cheap goaltending young guys. They move uh, Brandon Saad for Nikolai Zadorov, a, a second, third pairing defenseman for a top six forward. Basically, what the Blackhawks are doing is saying we're not going to pay a lot of salaries. We're going to go youth. They signed some some young guys. They drafted a, a young guy out of Denmark and. Uh, and uh, Lucas, uh, I, I, before my co-host yawns, I should be able to find it. My vision's a little impaired because I'm trying to look at the outline, but I'm also hey, we got a listener. We got a listener, Matt Quinn. Matt Quinn, so random. I'm listening. Hey, oh, hey, yeah. hey. Hey, tweet Matt Quinn. Tweet at Sports Mets Fun. You want a live question on the air? Long story short, the Blackhawks were talking about pick 17. They drafted Lucas Eichel in 2020. Here's the short of it. Jonathan Taves pissed that they went to rebuild. Long, and we got to deal with this. So this is the Blackhawks team that's got veterans in Taves and Kane, Duncan Keith, Brett Sieber. Brett Sieber's done. Duncan Keith is washed up, but he can still perform. They've got some young guys in Alex DeBrinkett and Dom Kubelik and Kirby Doc that are the future of this team. But they also got guys like Dylan Strong, who was brought on at the uh, end of last season from Arizona, and he had a lights-out year. It sucked during the most recent season. And they got a guy like Alex Nylander, who was a top-10 pick in Buffalo. It sucked for Buffalo and the Blackhawks. This is a team that, let's face it, they're not ready to contend. They do need to rebuild. I agree with Stan Bowman and his rebuild efforts, but Reg, how can you alienate two stars in Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane the way that Stan Bowman and the Blackhawks leadership has. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, this this is, uh, you know, the fact that they're blindsided by by some of this news and not really knowing they're entering a rebuilding, that's, you got to wonder what what that's going to mean. You know, they're both, uh, you know, on the wrong side of 30. So they, they, they still put up points. They're still great hockey players. Uh, but is this going to be a case where we see Chicago maybe move on from that team that, the, the core of the team that won uh, three cups uh, early in the decade. So kind of disappointing to hear this news. Um, I know you got the Chicago, the inside uh, scoop with all, all things Chicago out there, but uh, yeah, bummer to hear, man. I don't really have much else to say on it. I, I want to get to a breaking news, but I know you want to, you want to dive more into Chicago. We got some, some big news on free agency yeah. and trades, but yeah, let me, your- let me, let me waste the listener's time before we go into breaking news. We got a Chicago Blackhawks team that, uh, you know, that they got uh, they got some studs in Taves and Kane. I, personally, your favorite NHL analyst, Mickey Sandrino, believes they should trade those two. Might be sacrilege to say in Chicago, but this is a team that relies on 
Alex DeBrinkett, Kirby Doc, guys like Dylan Stroh and Alex Nylander who haven't proved themselves in NHL to be the future of the team. If you're the Blackhawks, why not get what you can for, for Taves and Kane, move on from them? You basically said we're going to do a rebuild. Uh, they're going with unproven goaltending in that. Malcolm Subban and Colin Dahlia, they didn't resign Corey Crawford. They didn't even sign a, a goaltender that you could say, hey, you know what? This is a team that's going to try to do something special this year. And then you look at the prospect pool. It's a lot of defensemen, not a lot of forwards. Uh, this year's top pick, probably a year or two away from making it, just given where the Blackhawks picked. I think this is a team that, that you know, leadership settled on a rebuild, and they have they have some uh, some NHL studs in T- Taves and Kane that uh, were blindsided by this. Taves spoke out about it clearly. Kane has not, but you got to think he feels the same way. Um, this is a team that should trade some guys, but uh, that's the Blackhawks. They suck. They're they're not a playoff team. They won three cups in six years. Uh, their last cup was in 2015, and their last chance at winning cup was probably in 2016. So it's a team that sucks. So for, for listeners out there, um, Mickey San Reno has some season tickets to the Blackhawks, and his 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 goal every year is that this is a playoff team, so his season tickets can be realized in the playoffs, but they're not. And uh, they suck, and they're not going to make the playoffs. And if my ticket guy is listening, one, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you listening to this shit? Family-friendly show. Come oh, on, sorry. Man. What, what are you doing? What are you doing, and why are you listening to this? But long story short, Blackhawks, they stink. They need to move on from all the, all the, old, the old-time guys that won them cups and just buy into the rebuild. Um, but here we are. We're moving on. Uh, the Blackhawks stink. Long story short, we can break this down is, in, in many ways, but the Blackhawks are not a good team. They're not going to make the playoffs. My season tickets are not going to make me any money. Come so, Mickey, play. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. I got. I are got. The Blackhawks a good. Are the Blackhawks a good team? You know what? Great question. Smart question. <laughs> Clearly, you're sharp when it comes to all this. The Blackhawks. I don't think they're a good team. Not right. be a surprise. Probably Let's the first get time. Into- First time you've heard it here, the Blackhawks, not a good team. Let's move into some notable free agency trades and moves this past week. We got some breaking news. Breaking news. Thescore.com reports that 41-year-old Joe Thornton has joined the Toronto Maple Leafs. Whoa! Thornton signed a one-year deal for league minimum $700,000, not too shabby, to join the Leafs. And uh, this guy's coming in. He's got career stats, 1,509 points in 1,636 games, almost a point a game. That's with the Sharks and the Bruins over his career. Uh, Last season, he had 31 points in 70 games. So the Leafs aren't getting a whole lot. You know, you, you put him and Wayne Simmons and Spezna together. I don't know if that's their fourth line or not, but they're a combined 110. Is this right? 110 years old? Everyone listen to the pod. If Joe Thornton, we, we all want him to win a cup. Uh, you want Joe Thornton. You want, you know, I don't want to tease our next, our next uh, topic here, but we want – we want all these these veterans. You play in the NHL for twenty years. We want you to win a cup. I don't think it's going to happen in Toronto for Joe Thornton. I don't think it's going to happen for Wayne Simmons or Jason Sp- or uh, Jason Spezza ever. But uh, you know what? This is a team that's got one hundred ten years of life experience on the fourth line. And and, and I'll throw this out there. 
our, our loyal listeners don't know, Joe Thornton was number one overall in the draft when he went to San or uh, Boston, actually, at the time. Yeah, 97. Yeah, 97. Draft. What, what our loyal listeners don't realize is Reg was also draft eligible that year, and that was his draft, too. But he did not go drafted. The scouts did not realize. I, I went undrafted. I did go undrafted. But Joe Thornton and, and, our, and our own coach, Reg, were same draft class. So, you know, let's not let's not beat around the bush here. Joe Thornton's a guy we follow closely, mostly because he's old, Reg is old, and the old guys stick together. Speaking of old, 41-year-old Patrick Marlowe back with San Jose. It's like these guys traded each other. Hey, you know what? Weird. Excellent Weird. segue. Excellent segue, Reg. Yeah, and I'm moving on to Taylor Hall to Buffalo. Talk about Nod signing. He's young. He's young. Here's the deal with that Taylor Hall deal. Didn't you want to go to a team of, that wins? That's what that's what all the people, that's what all the talking heads said. Supposedly. It sounds Boston. like he went for money though, right? He didn't get in like well, you know, eight million dollars. Boston, Nashville, Colorado, and, and even the upstart blue jackets were in the mix. But the rumor is that they, they had them some of those teams and, and there might be a team that we're not talking about here, they had to move money to make the signing happen. You have a team like Buffalo that had a big salary cap. Ralph Kruger uh, people don't realize this. He was an Edmonton head coach, and Taylor Hall's got a big affinity for him. Jack Eichel, center center for Buffalo's top line, great player. Taylor Hall, him and Jack Eichel, they, you know, if they played a full 82-game season, these two might approach individually, might approach 110, 100 points. I, I don't think it's a bad signing by Taylor Hall if you're going to get paid in the future. And if you're Buffalo, if Taylor Hall performs next year, you might you might be at uh, the front of the line to resign this guy to term. That's, that could be a, that could be a good that could turn around Buffalo's franchise in the next half decade. Yeah, there you go. Let's talk about Pie Triangle. I'm sorry, Petriangelo. Petriangelo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, you Reg. You tell me what what to talk about here. Well, it says here they had to move fan favorite. <clears throat> let me let me get my glasses. No, on no. Make sure I can, sure I can read know, this right. You know this. This is you're not reading anything. This is all. This is all coming coming Alex. out of mine. Petriangelo to Vegas. I had to move fan favorite <laughs> Nate Schmidt, former cap, by the way, to make it work. But like their GM McCrimmon said, you have a chance to bring in a difference maker. You got to make it happen. This team is eyeing a cup and have been aggressive in making moves. Pie triangle is a great fit for them now. Maybe not on the back end of this contract, but it won't matter. That's what it says on our on our outline here. What do you? Hey, Mickey, I don't care what this says. Wait, wait, wait. No, did you, just, did, you, did you just rip up the script? Ripping up the script. This was a shitty script, man. I thought our script last uh, episode was much better. You know, our intern. Our, we're not going to name our intern, but he sucks. She sucks. It could be a girl. I mean, we're 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 non-discriminate here on the, on the pod. I mean, our intern could do better. Let, hey, let, let's just have some brass tacks. We, we're 27 minutes in. We got about maybe three to five minutes left in sports Not bets on episode oh, four. Hockey. We want to wrap this thing up with some good old hockey NHL. What What are you seeing? What are you liking? Let, let just just give me give me something big. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. John Tortorella, greatest coach in NHL history. They're going to win. Court, baby. baby. For our listeners, uh, Mickey San Marino's a big John Tortorella fan, Torts as he's known. 
I uh, liked him a long way. I loved his style, hard nose, whatever. I don't know. I guess he softened up over the years from what I've heard, but uh, he's, a, he's, he's a, a good he's coach. A, he's a cuddly teddy bear, let's be honest. You know, yeah, the, but you know what, for the record. Everyone, we everyone, everyone loved Torts. Yeah, I don't know if everyone loved Torch, but uh, he, he's, a, he's a solid coach, solid coach. Um, yeah, there you go. We all like Torch. So anything else before we uh, wrap up this episode? We lost our listener, by the way. No, uh, you know, I don't blame him. For, I was trying to get him to send us in a question or maybe I even pipe him in on a call-in, but uh, I think he bounced. I, I, so. oh, I popped over to the Twitter to see if he had any any uh, thoughtful comments on the show or something we could uh, latch on to and, and you know, not not seem too desperate, seem cool, seem assertive, you know, kind of play cool. You never know. But, uh, yeah, he uh, apparently our, our, our – uh, one millionth listener bounce because you know too many people were listening to the pod and you know, he was uh, he wanted uh, you know find something that maybe wasn't as uh, popular as uh, you know, some other podcasts. So you know you know what it's his loss. We we we. You know what? I bet he just I, I bet he just accidentally clicked on the wrong button. He was like hovering over hovering his mouse over and he accidentally clicked. Probably on his iPhone, and he probably fat fingered it and landed on our show. <laughs> oh, you know what? He someone probably thought he probably thought he was he was trying to find some some bad college football bets. He probably thought he was trying to find people that talk about sports and don't have fun. And and he 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 made a mistake, and uh, he probably realized it pretty quickly. But you know, as as our loyal listeners know, we talk sports, we talk bets have a lot of fun as we do it and if, if you're not one of those three things you, this is not uh not the podcast you listen to so you know, that's, that's that's all that's all mickey's got to say i don't know reg you might have something to follow that with i got nothing to add we'll catch you guys next time thank you for listening uh live the dream out there peace see ya